You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Today's episode is presented by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Well, Ulysses, uh, that wasn't fun. That was a beatdown. <laughs> At the hands of the Boston Red Sox, 11 to 2. I don't like these beatdowns. I don't like these softball scores that we're seeing. We saw it in game three of the Marlins series and now game one of the Red Sox series. Uh, as we like to say, no bueno with that uh, Monday night game there. I know that spring training doesn't count, and there are minor leaguers facing minor leaguers that have never mm -hmm. played above double A ball. I understand that. So take this with a grain of salt. This is not the only time this has happened in 2021 where the Red Sox put up a hurting on race pitching. Okay. Yeah. It's not the first time we'll go look at spring training scores again. I know spring training doesn't matter. Minor leaguers facing minor leaguers. I get it, but it's still not nice to see the Red Sox 15 no. raise four. you know, it's, it's no fun, especially my goodness. Look, every Every team is going to have games like this. The Tigers are going to yes. have 40 of these. A good team, Dodgers, Yankees, Rays, you're thinking, okay, five, seven clunkers like this per season. The only thing that really sucks is that it kind of goes, you know, not to say that the Marlins finale was a clunker like this one, because this one definitely was worse, yeah. but it just sucks that, Back to bad games, not great. They look flat footed, especially at Fenway. The first game of the season against the Red Sox. I mean, there's so much anticipation with them being a rival, and they just that they looked ugly. Yeah. Ugly, Kevin. Uh, by the way, every Red Sox batter got a hit. A lot of them more than one hit, except for Rafael De uh, Devers. That was the only guy that went over in the ballgame. It's funny you, because. Rafa. Yeah, that, that Marlins game, I was probably more upset about that one because of the race scored seven runs. And it's like, if you're a race team and you score seven runs, I expect you to win that game. And right. again, this was a situation where, well, first off, what did you think about Michael Walker's outing? Um, I mean, it wasn't legendary. It wasn't terrible. It was maybe a little bit in between. I think he also got a little bit of, look, the... Fenway Park and the dimensions kind of got to him a little bit. The fact that, you know, a fly ball, it hits the green monster that maybe Randy Arozarena catches. There's another ball that that's off the offset bullpen. And um, I mean, going to Chris Mazza too, he gives up a home run that, you know, hits the, the pesky pole or whoa, whatever whoa, whoa, it is. So there were a easy, lot of little, little easy. Let, well, uh, walk off first. Yeah. If we first about walk off, I think the box line paints a worse picture than what he actually 
looked on the mound. He at times looked really, really adjusted, um, right. working very well w- with that changeup in the cutter. But yeah, yeah uh, the, the the line does look pedestrian. If we're going to say that the dimensions got to him and and maybe a call didn't go his way, I think the here pass there, ball on Zanino too didn't help. Like that that kind of shifted things a little bit against him too. So there were factors. And also he's probably left out maybe a little bit too long. I mean, this guy, he threw 90 pitches compared to glass. Now who threw 77 and, and Yarbrough 65. And I remember, cause I was, uh, I was actually doing a little multitasking working out uh, as I was watching the game in the bottom of the fifth inning, he threw seven straight balls. And it's like, at that point he's starting, the wheels are starting to turn off at that point. Well, then this is why it's so, uh, 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 frustrating at times seeing a guy like Yarbrough 68 pitches you take him out glass now throwing seeds at 73 pitches you uh-huh. take him out Waka throwing seven balls in a row and you leave him in there I, I I need to see this Excel spreadsheet that tells you no the 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 pitchers with worse stuff get more of a leash than the guys that have elite stuff. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. I need to see the Excel spreadsheet. But going back, I think he was hurt by some uh, defensive mistakes. I also think that if Randy doesn't make that catch, that was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, By the the way, yeah, Meadows doesn't make that play in a million years. And he doesn't make that play. The the second play that Randy made on Kike Hernandez, which you could argue was Look, it's not as flashy, but it may be just as difficult for a right-handed guy to veer to his left and have to make it diving shoestring play like that. So that was, and I, I love the, first of all, the fact that the first one, the diving play in right center, the fact that it was Renfro who hit that ball yes, at 101 too. miles an hour off the bat yeah. makes it even a little bit more special, a little yeah. touche to Renfro a little bit there. I mean, Cash obviously knows that, um, his players and he definitely knows how Meadows is definitely his worst outfielder but looking that looking at that play a, a day and a half later from Meadows's horrible inning how does does the the light bulb go off of like my goodness like I mean the, if I've got Meadows out there this is a whole nother inning like Walker would have had a 15 to two, line. 16 to yeah. 2 probably yeah, yeah. So, no, it, it was not a good game at all. Everybody had an awful game except for maybe Randy. And and it was nice to see Yoshi get his first yeah. knock. My goodness, it's been a long time coming. It was nice uh, seeing the the eighth inning trying to get something going, a single right. B-Lau getting into the action. Thank God somebody has to tell him it's not the playoffs anymore. It's regular season, Brandon. Come on, get the hits going. But... At the end, Willie and 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 Brasso, you I mean, Willie, you gotta swing a better pitches. And 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 Mike, swing, swing the bad bud. Swing it. Yeah. Don't don't just get caught up there three two. Yeah, you can't do that. That that was reminiscent of the uh, Willie Adamas snafu. In the uh, game six of the Dodgers game there. Yeah, I think yeah. Willie Adamas has gotten to a point where he's trying to pull the ball and play power hitting shortstop where he should be looking just spread the ball to all fields and good things will happen there. Um, okay, Chris Mazza. Look, I am not as bad as the line looks 
for Chris Mazza, uh, six earned runs, seven hits, a walk, and just two strikeouts plus that home run and two and two-thirds innings. I'm not going to totally hammer on Chris Mazza, and here's why. First off, he probably didn't expect to be in action this soon, this early on in the season. I mean, he's probably getting given 24 hours notice. Hey, bud, you're going to be facing your former team in a somewhat hostile environment. I, nope. I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass here, despite the fact that uh, also, also uh, being that he is a former Red Sox player, they've got the book on him to a T. So no matter what kind of cutter or slider he throws, they are going to crush that thing and barrel that up. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass here, but I don't want this to be a common theme. That's for sure. Well, I, I, I agree with half of what you're saying, which is the latter. Yes, they do have the book on him, 100%. And you, and you can always say that that's going to be a negative, just like you know uh, any other player that right. leaves the organization, you're going to know him uh, more than usual. So I, I agree with that part. But I don't agree with the first part, which is he didn't know. No. At the end of spring training, he was one of those three guys that could have gotten that last spot. And so I'm sure that they told those three guys – and he was on that short list saying, a man goes down, you're getting, you're, you're getting, I know, but you don't expect it that soon. You don't expect it in the first week with with less than the first week though. You got to be ready. You, I mean, these guys have to be ready and they just left spring training. So, I mean, I'm not buying that, that first one, but yeah, sure. They have the book on them, but my goodness, that's a really good book. That's a really yeah. good book because they saw everything coming out of his hand perfectly. It was it was telegraphed, it seemed, at times. Look, and let's also – I know that the Red Sox only scored five runs in three games against the Orioles, but this is a pretty strong lineup through and through. They've got some really good bats there. Also, like – I know that, uh, I mean, were the Rays trying to make a point of giving, getting every former Red Sox pitcher in because Springs got some action and gave up one of the, I think the hardest or loudest sounding line drive I've ever heard in my life. But yeah, it just wasn't good all around. Just wasn't good. But this is an opportunity. This this is your time to get off the schneid a little bit with uh, who's going to be going up for the Rays. And that's something will break down going forward. Uh, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are also reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines tend to do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not even require membership or account login either. So, Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Well, Ulysses, as if uh, yesterday couldn't get any worse, we got some injury news and some injury updates, finding out that Chaz Rowe, this was the first thing, that Chaz Rowe goes down with a shoulder strain and will miss, it looks like, at least 12 weeks. And remember, uh, Chaz Rowe, at 34 years old, got hurt and missed most of last year with uh, an Mm -hmm. elbow issue. But that wasn't the only injury either. Your boy, KK, yeah, we didn't even mention this in our recap. Uh, what was it? The second, third inning? Oh, boy. Third, yeah. My quad getting tight. Quad. This cold weather. I can't help it. 
I told you, I told you that three and a half weeks ago, tell Kevin, the other Kevin, tell mm-hmm. KK what you do after your softball games for your quads. I keep, I told yeah. you this. I told you, keep, keep giving KK your tips so the quad doesn't act up. And there we go. You didn't share your tips with KK. Now he's hurt. Is it day to day? Is it going to be on the aisle? I don't think we really know so far oh. yet, but... No bueno, Kevin. I, I'm telling you, I, look, you, you just poo-pooed me a couple weeks ago, several weeks ago when first we heard about the quad, then the hip, and then he misses time with the birth of his second child and doesn't get a lot of action. And now he's got to ramp up quickly and get right into game action, high-stress situations. And, of course, it's KK. Uh, guys that are injury-prone tend to get hurt again and again and again. And here's what concerns me is the fact that Kevin Cash labeled it concerning when he went (laughs) down. So that's not a good sign because I think Cash, when we heard about, what was it, Choi, he was more ho-hum about it. He was like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be a day-to-day thing. We'll we'll get him off his feet a little bit and see what happens. But the fact that he used that word, and I don't think that was necessarily taken out of context given the the injury history of Kevin Kiermeyer. So that is not good. And and look, I mean, I, we can blame the cold weather and all, but you know, 15 other players that played in that game for the Rays are came off Didn't scot get free. Hurt. So I, I think we just yeah. have to go back to the fact that Kevin Kiermeyer is extremely, extremely injury prone. And I'm going to go ahead and throw it out to you right now. He's not playing a hundred games. He's playing under a hundred games. I'm going to ha- go ahead and lock that in right now. And you can agree with it too. I, I mean, you, you take what you want, but I mean, I, I I'm just going back to the, this guy. I mean, he, he plays there for 66% a- of the ball games. You know, on average, pretty much. That's it. There was a guy in that in that game who literally, literally leaped 10 feet. Yeah, I know. Okay, it's a hyperbole. But he flew. Okay, another hyperbole. Uh-huh. And he's fine. <laughs> and he landed Super. on his whole body. And he's okay. KK got hurt. Look, man, it's, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating. You want to pull for this guy and... But the injuries are just nonstop. And, and you got to wonder if, if that ever came up as a situation for, for a trade in the offseason. And just teams were looking at him being like, dude, this guy plays 66% yeah. of, the, of, of the game for $11 million. I don't, I, I'm going to get, you know, what? Uh, what do you want for Kevin Kiermaier? What is okay in the market to get for Kevin Kiermaier? So the race got stuck and uh, now he's hurt in what? After one, two, three, four games. Yeah. Look at that. I didn't, I I don't know if I thought it'd be this early, but I knew it would happen at some point. And it's so funny because before the season, the question was, how are the Rays going to get all these outfielders action? How are they going to make them all happy and keep them satisfied and keep them loose? Well, we find basically just at the very start of the season. I mean, Brett Phillips is out. KKK uh, KK is likely going to be out for an extended period of time. I mean, at the very but, least, yes, go ahead. I think this could be good news for French type guys. Why? We saw what happened yesterday with the outfield. Mike Brasso got into the game in, in left field. You move Randy to the right, then Margot in, in center field. Maybe this kind of allows two things to happen guys like Mike Brasso get a little bit more playing time and guys like Meadows who is an outfielder, but you can say, look, we can't, we're already having right. Mike Brasso in left 
Austin, you got to keep the aging. Uh, we, we, and so you kind of help yeah. yourself do that too, by, by not allowing Austin to, to see a lot of time with, with the glove there. So this could be a, a silver lining. It's, it's not obviously the, the greatest thing that to ever happen. You don't want to lose the best defensive center fielder in all of baseball, but you also want to limit time Austin on, on, on the field. It's also, yes, it's, it's an opportunity. We've been saying this before of if Brasso gets his chance, an extended chance, what's he going to do with it? By the way, who would you rather see in the outfield or corner outfield defensively? Sutsugo or Meadows, if it came down to that? Oof. It might kind That's of be rough. a toss-up, to be honest. Honestly, yeah, I think it's a toss-up. And yeah. I think that speaks higher to... Meadows Meadows flaws than Sutsugo's right. flaws. Yeah, yeah. Sutsugo's not as I mean he's a bigger. I mean he he has the profile of a corner infielder instead of a a live outfielder, if you will. In in again in in short time that we've been you know seeing Sutsugo play the outfield, which again small sample size. He has never looked half as bad right. as what Meadows did the other day or any other Meadows, you know. I, I don't know if any, I don't know if any major leaguers look. <laughs> it's been tough to, to find something that, that was that is going on a, a circus clip right there with the little. Yeah, so I would say Sutsuko. Honestly, I'll take Sutsuko. You know, and this is, again, this goes back to the Rays' versatility. This is where it helps them if. We know that Brasso can play a lot of positions. Wendell, Brandon Lau, if you have to feel forced to move him in the outfield, go ahead and do it. Mejia, maybe he can play first, or I know he's had some versatility. That might be a way to get him more action in the lineup. So that's why I'm not superly overly concerned about it. We know about KK as, you know, the greatest defensive player in race history and so forth, but Margot's pretty dang good as well to at least hold the fort. And you know what? Margot might be a plus on that end because of his hitting ability too, Mm -hmm. because we know, I mean, What's KK done? And again, it's early, but what's KK? Done? He's grounded out every time, pretty much. Ground out oh, the second. That that's pretty much again, his, four his games, MO there. right? But uh, yeah, they haven't been good four games. Look, no. I hope it's nothing major with with KK. Uh, but I think this would be a, a the silver lining here is that some French guys are going to see yeah. more at bats, and French guys basically means Mejia and Mike Brasso. And guess what? I do want to see. in the lineup and i do want to see more mike brasso at the lineup so if it gets me he and brasso more in the lineup okay i think that that could be ultimately uh, a good thing right and uh, also on the taxi squad there's um taylor walls and kevin padlow as options mm-hmm. if need be down the line so the way i see it uh brett phillips is out g-man Choi is out kk may be out Ryan Sheriff is out on the restricted list. Chaz Rowe, Nick Anderson, Jalen Beeks, Yanni Trinos, Oliver Drake, Colin Poche. I think I've got just about everybody. Man, looking back on it again with Wolf. Um, at least the Rays signed some guys, you know, the, the Brian Morans of the world, Hunter Strickland's of the world, Stetson Alley's, Drew Strotman. This might be some of their yeah. opportunities as well. And this also may be a situation where the young guns get a little bit called up sooner than we expected, Fleming. whether it's McClanahan, Fleming, and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go with that. We'll see what happens. Man, oh, man. Injuries already already hurting. It'd be nice to see, you know, some Aaron Loop or Aaron Sleegers or John Curtis, <laughs> Jose Alvarado, whatever. Anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. 
football may be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the absolute best way to place your bets. And it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And oh yeah, remember to use that promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Okay, Ulysses, this is the time. Can't have a three-game losing streak here. Tyler Glass mm-hmm. now going up against Martin Perez. Advantage glass now, although Martin Perez has been like kryptonite for the Rays. He's basically got a five ERA versus everybody else, but against the Rays, he's throwing gems. And I know he has a, a wide variety of pitches that he spreads out pretty evenly, but man, the Rays just struggle to hit on this guy. And also, I mean, honestly, glass now has struggled in the past, at least last year with the Red Sox. So this, quite frankly, on paper, it looks like a Rays advantage, but it could be a toss up at the end of the day. You know, I think we, uh, I, I, I pulled a Kevin Weiss yesterday and I said, Pavetta back of the end rotation. This should be a W after 10 30 PM Eastern. So I think uh, the last night's L is not on Waka. It should be on me. Uh, I, so I'll, I'll take the L on that. I'm and one, but I'm, I'm not going to repeat that mistake today. Uh, look, glass now be the stopper i'm gonna throw a cliche here be the stopper be that guy in the rotation that says okay enough is enough with the last two games we're gonna win today he looked incredible in 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 the opening day hopefully the bats wake up a little bit more they use that monster or that monstrosity monstrosity as ever as you want to call fenway park and and they get the bats going because if he is able to just basically replicate what what he did to uh, the Marlins on last Thursday. I mean, the Red Sox have got no chance. I mean, that was nasty. So what I'm looking for is what is that third pitch, that slutter usage going to look like today? Is Is it still going to be his second most used pitched against the Red Sox? Or is he going to say, this is a tougher lineup. I'm not going to experiment so much. Uh, but yeah. they did have success over him. So why not throw something that's completely new to this lineup? Yeah, it might be one of those things. Why change what's worked for you in your first start where basically all you did was allow an infield single over six innings. And I do have the numbers. He threw 41 four seamers. Uh, also, I think he had the fastest recorded pitch on opening day among he did. all of baseball. Uh, 26 sliders, slutters, as you like to say, nine curves, and a changeup. And I think what we really noticed about that start is, uh, I mean, he got strikeouts and misses on pretty much all those pitches, I guess, except for the changeup. And especially working the outside corner and away from righties, I mean, he was pinpointing that thing perfectly. But again, let's get like at least three runs, at least three. You got to give them, you got to give them some run support. You got to be able to find a way to do that. Let's not degrom glass now. I yeah. mean, you got to give this, these guys some run support. And, and, and again, just just let's look at that slutter uh, y- y- usage. Uh, that's going to be the, the number one f- f- for me with, with Glass now. How is he going to attack the uh, this Red Sox lineup 
compared to how he attacked the, the Marlins lineup. Obviously, this is a, a tougher lineup, a, a more experienced veteran players uh, composed right. in, in Fenway. So uh, I, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. But yeah, like you said, I, it would be nice the, the offense to kind of wake up a little bit because they did that last year. They made Fenway Park their, their house last year. So hopefully, yeah. you know, I think, Hey, isn't time a can going to a, a, a game on Fenway? I thought he was, I thought he, I would imagine he lives in that area last time I checked. So he might be one of the very few Rays fans that are in attendance. I mean, this is the time to go where it's uh, socially distanced and pods <laughs> and you're not surrounded by a swarm <laughs> yeah. of yelling and screaming and obnoxious Red Sox fans. I mean, even on the game broadcast, uh, like there was one fan that was just insufferable. <laughs> and I mean, like, uh, can, can we turn Whoa. down that ambient microphone, that ambient noise just a tad? Because that is like, I, I, Meadows, you suck. Like I just heard, heard stuff the entire game. I mean, it was kind of funny, but at some point it, it kind of wears out. It's welcome there too. A hundred percent. And, and it was so obvious that Dwayne NBA had to say something on the broadcast. Like, all right, well, yeah. we got to turn that mic down. Yeah. It was, uh, it was getting a lot to be, uh, but you know what? It, it was that sort of game. Look, it, uh, clunkers are going to happen. Let's yeah, not make tonight a clunker. Yeah. Uh, just, just, glass now be the stopper let let's let's show them you know this is the american league champions yeah uh we've already had two clunkers so far so we're getting up there in our clunker count with the the rays thus far. Count, i just hope i'm not gonna count the, the marlins one as a clunker i'm really not uh, giving up yeah. what 11 runs 12 runs whatever it was yeah yeah but like okay. the team itself didn't look bad like yeah. yesterday the whole team looked bad except for randy like That's the true. other time That's if true. you take meadows screw up that's a there were some raised highlights to at least like yeah. dissect and that. Okay. I'll give yeah. you that. I'll give you that. Maybe a partial clunker because the Rays allowed more than 10 runs. There you go. Go halfsies there. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, over under six and a third for glass now tonight. If cash <laughs> does not let this man touch 80 inning, 80 pitches at least and get to the sixth, I'm going to be really upset. Kevin. I, 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 you're going to have to bleep me on tomorrow's oh episode my gosh. because that's it. That's it. Okay. No, this is go time. You can't be losing to this Red Sox team. Are you kidding me? Every opera, you know, I, I, yesterday I said so many missed opportunities and somebody came back like, Oh, there weren't that many opportunities. Like every pitch that comes out of Nick Pavetta's hand is yeah. an opportunity for race hitters to do some damage. Okay. Look, they, so they, they had the potential to score like five or six in that game with all the traffic on the base pass. And what was it? The eighth inning where Darwin's and Hernandez couldn't find the zone. Like my that, that's where I actually love the three batter minimum rule because it, anything yeah. that brings up like high pressure, stressful situations and makes the, the pitcher sweat that raise, whether it's a raise pitcher on the mound or a Red Sox pitcher, like you want more of those high intensity moments. Like this guy is, he's dying inside and he's he lost. still has to stay out there. Yeah. And that's what that's, you know what I I'm actually coming around to some of those rules there. So very good. Is glass on your fantasy team or something? You, you really want him to pitch another gym, not just for a, a raised, you w. know, no, I think it's actually uh, Melissa who has him, and I'm mm-hmm. facing her. So I'm going against my, oh my benefits here. But my boy Man. Tatis got hurt, and uh, that's not good. And Brian Hayes is hurt. Oh, man. I'm, I'm All your not, guys uh, are going down. You should have checked the injury. I, I hope you didn't have KK on the team or anything like that. 
Oh man. It's funny because I briefly had a Ray on my fantasy team. Uh, and you quickly Mejia, changed it I, for a Yankee. Yes. I traded Mejia for Gary Sanchez, which I think will work out on the end, but who knows if Ray's players keep going down, Mejia might wind up getting 500 at bats. Who knows what that? Okay. All right. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today podcast and the Locked On Fantasy podcast, uh, Fantasy Baseball podcast. I apologize, though. Two great podcasts to check out. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.